Good morning and welcome to Equity Monday for Tuesday, July 6th. This is our weekly primer where we catch up on the news and, as always, explore the numbers behind the headlines. We're coming to you on a Tuesday because America was largely on holiday yesterday, and that does mean, yes, we have a lot to get through today. Kicking off, Asian stocks were mixed, European stocks were down a fraction, and American shares are modestly lower in pre-market trading, and in the last 24 hours, the crypto markets have largely been quiet. With that, let's talk about the last couple days. The biggest story for us to catch up on from the weekend is Didi. The Chinese ride-hailing company went public in the U.S. last week, albeit at a price that had us scratching our heads. When compared to Uber, frankly, Didi felt cheap. Well, we may now know why the market was not willing to pay as much for Didi's revenue as it was for Uber's own. Didi's woes with Chinese regulators got a lot worse over the weekend. Recall that Didi was hit with a cybersecurity review at the end of last week. That decision halted the company's ability to onboard new users, and that was bad. Then, over the weekend, Didi got into even hotter soup with its domestic regulators. Here's TechCrunch. China has ordered app store operators to remove the app of Didi from their stores, the latest as tension escalates between the nation's largest ride-hailing giant and local regulators. The move comes after the Chinese internet watchdog announced a probe into Didi over national security concerns earlier this week. Didi raised at least $4 billion this week after the New York Stock Exchange debut in one of the largest U.S. IPOs. The company's app has been taken down, TechCrunch confirmed. Per a DD statement, the company, quote, expects that the app takedown may have an adverse impact on its revenue in China. Yeah, no sh**. Here's the thing. On Friday, our take was that it was pretty lame for the company to get hit by strong regulatory action right after its IPO. But since then, it's become slightly clear that the company may have actually been aware that it was in for a rough time with its government and that it went public anyways. Now, Didi's decision to have a super quick period of time between sharing its IPO filing and actually pricing that IPO and going public feels a little bit suspect. Was the company trying to get public before it got into a scrap with its government? And in a final layer of stupidity, there's online chatter that the company may be in trouble with its regulators for going public too close to the 100th anniversary of China's Communist Party, to which all we can really say is, sigh. This morning, well, listen, we need to talk about Twitter. Sure, Twitter isn't a startup, but its current regulatory woes could show what's ahead for startups in India, a key market for upstart tech companies. We've talked on the show before about the growing scrap between India and Twitter, with the country trying to bully the tech company into not enacting its regular content moderation policies. The ruling party in the country doesn't like them. Nigeria is also peeved at Twitter, as you may recall. But reporting from TechCrunch this morning cast the whole scenario in an even harsher light. Here's TechCrunch. Twitter no longer enjoys the liability protection against user-generated content in India, the government said in a court filing this week as tension escalates between the two over the South Asian nation's new IT rules. In a court filing on Monday, New Delhi said Twitter has lost its immunity in India after the American social network failed to comply with the new local IT rules which were unveiled in February and went into effect in late May. That is pretty epic, frankly. And it shows that authoritarian regimes and tech companies simply do not mix. Recall that former American President Donald Trump also tried to bully social media companies, a tactic that has been kept up by leaders of states like Florida. And in breaking news, as I record this for you early in the morning, Weibo and a, quote, state investor, end quote, are planning to take the service often compared to Twitter private, per Reuters. The deal, according to the reporting group, quote, would value the Twitter-like firm at at least $20 billion and facilitate major shareholder Alibaba Group Holdings' exit. Recall that Alibaba itself got in trouble with the Chinese regulators ahead of the IPO of its sister company, Ant Group, 
that IPO was killed. And since then, the most famous person in the Alibaba world, Jack Ma, has been pretty much quiet. Not great. Okay, tired of all the bad news? Well, here's some good news from a roundup of recent funding rounds that I think are pretty, pretty cool. First up is BYRD, that's B-Y-R-D. Per TechCrunch, the company, quote, builds software to manage warehouses and logistics operations and also runs a service to help online merchants store, pick, and deliver their orders. It just raised a $17 million Series B to keep scaling its business, and we reported that the round will help expand an Amazon-style fulfillment and logistics system to more e-commerce merchants in Europe. Everyone loves that fast shipping, y'all. And Plio is in the news today. The company just raised $150 million at a $1.7 billion valuation. The Copenhagen-based startup built corporate spend management software, and it's announcing a new round because it's seen very strong traction. Currently, 17,000 small and mid-sized companies use the service, and naturally, Plio's round comes after the corporate spend. Startups in the U.S. raised a boatload of cash and saw huge growth in recent quarters. And also, one company similar to Plio in the U.S., Divi, even had a multi-billion dollar exit earlier this year. And to close us off, obviously AI, a quote, no-code AI ML platform that enables people without technical backgrounds to build and train machine learning models, according to our own reporting, extended its seed round from 3.6 million to 4.7 million. That's all the time we have. Do not forget that TechCrunch early stage kicks off on July 8th. It's going to rock. I think I have a small role in that. You can follow the show on Twitter at EquityPod or myself where I tweet under the handle at Alex. Happy four-day work week to everyone who had yesterday off. If you didn't, I'm very, very sorry. We'll talk to you soon. Goodbye.